welcome to the Fire and Earth podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I'm Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to have another amazing guest on, Terry Huberman, who I have known for quite a long time now. She is an amazing intuitive, and she's going to talk today about intuitive coaching, which we thought, given that we're probably just about coming out of this whole COVID shelter in place, your business is not businessing right now, we thought it would be great to have her on. So welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Good, good. So, hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into what you do and what you do, and then we'll start peppering you with questions because I know Jason is looking forward to being here. I've got lots of questions. (laughs) It's always a strange way to answer the question, how how did I get into what I do? Because being intuitive was just something that just happened. I was born into the whole intuition thing. It runs on my mom's side of the family. So my mom, my two sisters, and my nephew are also uh, highly gifted with sensitivities to energies and, um, you know, psychic tunements, all this stuff. So it's, I didn't really get into this. I was born into this. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So <laughs> I found you um, at the Magic Cat. Well, I didn't find you, but I mean, we met <laughs> no, you found me. <laughs> I found you uh, at the Magic Castle for yes. New Year's. You yeah. were a phenomenal tarot card reader and you read me and a girlfriend and you read us that we were both sitting together so we were kind of the bs uh i for the other one like i knew what you were Uh. saying was right and she knew what you were saying was right to me because as as i love reading tarot cards i love all the stuff but i have a very sensitive bs meter so i kind of have to test people out before i buy that they actually of course Uh, and your card readings were so ridiculously accurate for both of us that we walked away going she was amazing oh thank you and then you did a couple of compatibility readings for me and a couple other just like mini readings i've not worked with you as an intuitive business coach so how does that fit in and what do you do with that well I, i mean it's all energy that's all everything is i mean the tarot cards that i use any type of psychometry where i hold objects those are just tools So I don't actually need those because I'm able to tap into your electromagnetic field. So every human being is an electrical, not socket, I would say, but we're like batteries that are walking around. So we emit energy. And so all energy is are light waves, right? And on each wave is just data and information. That's it. Information from your past, your present, and potentials and possibilities for your future. But of course, that's always based on your current reality and the choices that you make. So all I'm able to do is sort of lull the conscious part of myself and tap into your energetic frequencies and just take the data off of those waves and just go, oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I don't know how funny that is, but it's a nutshell. No, it's great. It's great. It sounds so easy for somebody who's born into it. And the rest of us are like, how do we do this? Okay. That's, that's very right? fair. That's very fair. But everybody is born with that talent, ability, and skill. You just got to develop it. Even I had to develop it myself. So it's, it's a muscle. The more you use it, the better you're going to get at it. The stronger you'll get. That's all. 
Well, and it's interesting because you, you, you brought up, you know, about, about kind of, you know, blocking your consciousness out so you can yeah. kind of see the energy. And I was actually um, listening to somebody this last week or whatever, and he, he mentioned even about like visual, about uh-huh. when he goes into more of a soft gaze, he's able to see the energy more. And I, and yeah. I kind of sat there and thought about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. But, you know, I guess how, to, how does that kind of come through or maybe help, help us learn? Because I know that's one of the things in my belief statements that I'm actually writing down each day relates to intuition and the fact that I want to be more open to actually feeling and receiving, you know, that information so yeah. that I know what to do. I receive sure. daily inspiration, you know, I mm-hmm. act on it and I get clarity from doing that. So, you know, how, how, how do we do that more and how does that kind of come into the intuitive coaching that you do yeah. you know, as well? That's a fabulous question. So the first thing you have to do is take yourself out of the equation. Okay. Right. So the best way to do that is to get out of your head. Most of us are very heady, very cerebral, always planning, strategizing, how do we do this? And that's just because it's just, as a human being, we always wanna feel safe and secure. So we're always just gonna try and create situations, scenarios, so that we're always safe and secure. So when you're tapping into your tuition, you're giving up that part of yourself, which can be really scary. Right. Because all of a sudden you're like, ah, I have no. Especially for people that were taught to be analytical. Exactly. And most of us. your identity. Yeah. If you don't have that consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. So the first thing that you got to do is you got to, I don't want to say get rid of your identity because your identity is always there. You always have your free will. You're always in control, but you have to sort of what I say and like, I'll do like a sort of like an intention or a prayer before I read for anybody or everybody, even if I'm doing like a collective on stage or whatnot, I always say, allow me to step beside myself. So that means I'm taking myself out of the picture because the reality is, is that when I do my work, it's for your highest intention. What are, what can we do to get you to reach your potentials and possibilities? And that has nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me. So my angle is like, this is about you. So I have to get myself out of this, my judgments, (laughs) my everything. So that's the first step is to get aside from yourself. Now it's a practice thing. So that's not something you can just. Yeah. Cause that's why I was going to ask, because when you said that, I remember, you know, from meditations and from other stuff, a lot of times people talk about be the observer. observe what's going on right exactly and and there's been you know again i'm still working on this but there's been times when i've been going through that and it is it feels as if i'm out of my body and i'm looking at my body or i'm looking at that's that's what you're talking about right that's trying to okay Yeah. yeah and you know it it you sometimes people will have a physical sensation of just being a consciousness and awareness and not even having a physical body. I mean, I've been able to do that when I go into deep meditation and I go into the quantum field. But when I'm giving a reading, all I'm doing is I'm getting myself out of my way so that I can connect to your light waves, (laughs) to your energetic frequency. And then I'm grabbing information or extracting information from there. But the key is to, to get that part of our mind lulled. And that is a practice. And the best way to practice that is through meditation. 
So um, that would pretty much be the, the first step in, in doing that. Would I be correct in assuming you meditate every day? I do. Yes, I do. And what's do. that look like for you? Is that very formal on the pillow? Is that a walking meditation? Is it very, do you have a structure to that? So my structure, I actually had a structure until recently. Um, my structure did look like 4 a.m. starting a, a meditation and then halfway through the day doing another hour meditation and then the evening doing another hour meditation. So I was averaging about three hours a day of meditation, which is like a shit ton, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say, wow. <laughs> right? Um, it got to the point where it was actually too much for me because I was opening up way too much spiritually uh, where my mm -hmm. body couldn't match up. <laughs> and I was kind of what some people might experience as going insane. I was like, well, I gotta slow this down. Mm -hmm. I have to be more grounded, be more yeah. part of this world, right? So now I'm only meditating one hour a day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's typically an open focus meditation for me because I need to get into the sensing of the space around me, mm -hmm. um, which allows me to open up to the frequencies of what's happening around me. So like now I could just sit here and I could just, even with my eyes open in conversation, go, oh, okay, I'm sensing this, which is outside of me. So, and that's just me. I didn't start out that way. I started out with guided meditations, uh -huh. um, your, your, your regular traditional meditations. But I have a tendency to work with a lot of clients who um, experience anxiety. Uh -huh. And if you have anxiety, meditation is super, super hard to do. Yeah. Super hard to do. So I always start them off with a, like a candle meditation. I, I, I have them start at three minutes, literally three minutes. And all they do is they watch a candle flame dance. And that's yeah. what their focus is on to get out of their head. Because if I start telling them about feel the ocean waves against your skin, like mm -hmm. they're like, I'm already 20 steps ahead of you going, what am I supposed to make for dinner for the kids tonight? Right. So, <laughs> I've never done that. Never, Jason? No, never. no, so never. Jason is. My mind never races when I'm no. trying to meditate. No. Master meditator, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a practice. It's yeah. a pra and, and that was that, that, that was one thing that, um, you know, it really hit me because the, the first, it, it was a conference that I went to several years ago and it was about um, mindful workplace. And everybody kept, you know, it was my first real introduction to something like that. And, and everybody would come up to me and say, so do you have a practice? Do you have a practice? Do you have a practice? And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I have a business. Yeah, it's a practice, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and then it's like, and then it finally hit me, you know, a day or so into it about what they're talking about and that all these things that we're talking about, it's mm -hmm. about practice. Yeah. You know, just like anything else. I mean, like you said, you started out with guided meditation. That's what, you know, we all kind of start off with. And, you know, at some point we can all get up to an hour or three hours, you know, I mean, that's amazing, um, you know, to be able to do that, but it, it takes a while to get there. So everybody who's listening, yeah. you know, don't be like, oh, geez, I've got to do three hours yeah. right away. No, we all start and it's oh, a God, practice no. that we develop, right? Like I said, I start off with my anxious clients at three minutes, three yeah. minutes, not yeah. three hours, three minutes. Well, and the other thing though, for, I mean, in defense of a three hour meditation and now the hour that you do, Terry, that is you honing your skills. That That's is you true. exercising that. I mean, just like, if you're a gymnast, you need to stretch. If you're a weight, yeah. I mean, you need to, to yes. 
exercise that part of your body, mind, spirit Absolutely. that is doing the work for you. So yeah. for you to do what you do, you need to be doing that type of meditation. Yeah. Technically when I meditate, I'm working. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 So I have a question for you going back to the shutting off certain things and allowing certain things to happen. So mm -hmm. I have watched so many doctors when they palpate you, they close their eyes or they kind of look off because they want to only feel what they're right. feeling. They don't want to see, they don't want to. So in the same way that you're doing that with yours, you're kind of setting yourself aside. Mm -hmm. You're reading those energy fields for people who are too sensitive because mm -hmm. I'm very empathic. I tend to take on the emotions of my clients. I used to take on the physical pain of my clients. That was not fun. And I learned to manage that. Reiki yes. really helped. I have had so many people say to me, I'm an empath and I can't shut this out. What kind of advice would you give for people that need to sort of trim the edges on that a little bit? Well, the first thing uh, I would suggest is, and it's kind of two part, I would suggest that you can trust that you're safe in this world, no matter what energy or experience you're feeling, emotion that you're feeling. Um, so there has to be a sense of I'm okay. I may not know what's happening and that's mm -hmm. what's scaring me, but I'm okay. So a little bit of self-agency is probably, you know, very helpful with that. Also, it's the discernment of is this mine or is it not? And the weird thing happens is that when you make that consciousness, you become mindful of, oh my gosh, I'm experiencing an emotion, you, you are able to make a separation. And it's the same thing with telepathy, by the way, is a lot of mm -hmm. times you might be having all these thoughts and you're thinking, and you're not with your client, right, Kathy? So you might be having, I don't know, maybe with your boyfriend or something, you might be experiencing some depression or something. And then what to be, to come online, to be mindful and going, okay, I'm experiencing this emotion. And then asking yourself, is this mine mm -hmm. or is it not? Immediately that energetic cord is disconnected if it's not yours, because you're having a conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. So if it's yours, then, you know, you got to take care of it. But if it's not yours, then you can dismiss it and you can observe it. Right. Yeah. But even before doing that, you should do some sort of filter or some sort of protection or it's what really what it is, is boundary setting. Mm -hmm. It's just not tangible. So it's not like I can put up a gate in front of you. Like right now, right. social distancing, totally, <laughs> you know, boundarizing, right? Yeah. But, oh, I love know, that word. <laughs> boundarizing. boundarizing. It's, it's, it's official. You can use it anytime. You Perfect. Want. Let's do it. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's this non-tangible boundary that you need to set with yourself. And then if you are, you know, spiritually minded, you know, with source, creator, God, goddess, whoever you believe mm -hmm. in or trust in your higher power. So it, it's boundaries. It is yeah. boundaries. That's great. Yeah. It was, it was tough when I first started my practice because I would feel everything. Yeah. And I remember actually heading to go have knee surgery and I was in the car, my ex-husband, then husband was driving. And all of a sudden I felt this wave of anxiety. And I'm thinking, I'm totally relaxed about my surgery. What the hell is that about? And then I look over at him and he's like, oh, we're going we're gonna to be fine. I mean, I was feeling his anxiety. Yes. And I finally turned yes. him and I went, you need to calm the fuck down yeah. because you're freaking me out. You know, it's yeah. like, I realized it wasn't mine. It was, yeah. I could feel his anxiety and yeah. people who I'm close to, even that I haven't seen in years, every once in a while I'll go, 
huh, I wonder how Steve is. Oh, I wonder how my friend Tina is. I, because I, I feel that. Yeah, and that's on more telepathy, hand, by the way. Yeah, that's more telepathic. I appreciate it because it helps me tap into, and it what's, yeah. helps me help people heal. Um, but there are exactly. times where I'm like, oh my God, everybody be quiet, <laughs> which I'm sure maybe you have that experience too. <laughs> you know, well, it sounds like that was part of the three hours to the one hour too. <laughs> well, right? yeah. yes, yes. When I first, so the other ch talent that I have is I'm able to connect with people who are no longer living. So mm -hmm. I have spirits that come to me and I, that developed later in my life. I was closer to my forties. It got to a point where spirits were coming to me all the time. Hey, tell this person this, tell this. And I was like, oh. I'm a human being that has to do human things. So for me, my boundary had to become very physical oh. and tangible. So what I would do is I would wear a ring that I designated anytime I was wearing this ring, spirit, you're not allowed to come and no. I was like Great. making myself a professor having office hours. So when I would take off the ring, come on office down. Office hours. Yeah. Wow, that's really great. That's and awesome. that's a boundary. That's yeah. a boundary. So that was something I had to create and learn, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes it is just an experiment because you don't like pick up the yellow pages and find an empath coach person to help you through no. that often. I'm glad I found you. Yeah. So, how, yeah. so how does this tap into business? How does this tap into helping people grow their businesses, hone their businesses? Yeah. Well, I, what happens a lot of the times is people get scared when an opportunity comes up and so they can actually talk themselves out of the opportunity, right? So that means you're being in your head about it, right? So it's a matter of learning and discerning connecting to your body so that your body can speak first for you. So in other words, you may have this really great feeling about an opportunity or a client maybe that you want to take on, but your head is like, well, no, because last time this happened and did it, and you talk yourself out of it. Whereas your body is saying like, this feels right, but you're coming from your head going, eh. So I really feel that if you're not using your intuition, you're not only getting away from your purpose, but you are not capitalizing and optimizing your, your business, your sales or whatever it is. So you'd be surprised what you will talk yourself into and talk yourself out of, but that's this. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, you're not, but, not, but that's why I'm trying to work on this, right? <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people don't care or they don't understand, you know, and then they go back and they reassess and they're like, why didn't I do that? I mean, it felt right. Well, that's because you didn't go with your feeling, you went with yeah. your thought. So, had you gone with your feeling, and your feelings will never, never betray you or lead you off on the wrong path, never. Well, so, so, so let me ask, I'm trying to take notes here at the same time, too, because it's like, I don't want to forget any of this stuff, but so, so I guess, let me, let me kind of just explain kind of the way that I was thinking about or how I've been going about it, yeah. right? To see, is this the right way mm -hmm. or what do I need to do? Because again, I mean, I, I know I get in my head a lot. I overthink. I'm analytical, yeah. you know, by nature, I, I was taught that in my profession. Um, and so now, you know, again, it's more like you said, you know, go with your feelings, not with your thoughts, because we can talk ourselves out of anything. Uh -huh. um, 
so, you know, again, I mean, I'm saying these belief statements to myself each day that I'm, I'm receiving inspiration, I'm acting on it, mm-hmm. and then I'm getting clarity. Because that's kind of what I've been taught, too, is when the inspiration comes, you can sit there and think about it, but we don't know if it's right until you actually do something and the clarity comes afterwards, right? right? So, again, it might be all of a sudden some client or prospect that I haven't thought of for a while pops into my head. Mm-hmm. Or I had a dream about somebody and it was some random thing. And it's like, why the hell did I, was I thinking about that or whatever, right? But if I take some action, you know, because again, I'm not going to understand what that means until I do something. But if I actually get up in the morning and go, hey, you know what? I thought about Joe. Get on LinkedIn. Joe, how you doing, man? You know, send him a message. That's the feelings and the doing. And I don't know what it means. I mean, to, to me, too, as, I, as I've tried to go through this process, it's I don't understand why. And I, and some of the stuff I may never understand why, but the more I act when I get the inspiration, that's the practice, right? That you're kind of talking about. And, and I may never know what it is, but the more I actually take action on the inspiration, the more I'm going to see and I'm strengthening that, right? Yeah. And that is the key to manifestation and creation of your reality right there and then. Taking an action because of an inspiration or a hit or an inkling is the how you want to get to your goal, right? So you design a goal, let's just say, right? Your job is not to figure out how. Your job is to be led to, right? So by you following those inspirations, those inklings, those, well, I call them gifts, is leading you to the next step. So those are what I would call breadcrumbs of your soul, right? So you are just kind of taking the next step, the next step, the next step. So yeah, it's super important to follow that. And you don't know how it's all going to pan out. But there is a sense of trust somehow within you or having faith and that's usually because you have a goal in mind, whatever your goal is, and you're like, I'm going to get there because you're committed to it, right? It's not your job to worry about the how. Your job is to design it. Your job is to be really specific about what your needs are. But, you know, if Joe is part of this, you know, formula of your ultimate goal, then Joe is going to be a step, a breadcrumb that is dropped and you are picking it up. So a lot of times in business, people will immobilize because they're so focused on the end goal that they get overwhelmed instead of taking things into bite-sized pieces and allowing themselves to be led. You can use your intuition really well for those bite-sized pieces and they will take you to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And when, I'm sorry, Kathy, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go, go. (laughs) I was going to say, when you look too big, you get too heady, but if you go smaller, you get more into, you know, your heart and your heart, the energy frequency when you're in coherency with the heart is what actually brings in what your thoughts put out energetically. Yeah. Uh, well, and I was going to say two different things. One of which is, you know, you're in LA, Terry, you're yeah. near LA. I lived in LA for ages. Uh, we used to consult the Thomas guide 
and oh, yeah. took, remember the book? Anybody that's oh, yeah. like yeah. under 30 is like, what the hell did Thomas Go to 35A. <laughs> hated, oh, I hated that thing. Because you'd get to the end of the page, you're like, what the fuck, god damn it. You couldn't do it in the car. There was no way, you had to plan it out ahead of time. Yeah. But it was just very sequential. It's like, go to this page, go to this page. Mm. And if you went to the very end, it didn't show you the steps to get there. Yeah. Now we have ways, we type it in and we don't, we don't analyze ways every second of the way. We just mm. trust that it's taking us to where yeah. we wanted to go. Exactly. And I love that you said trust. Trust, when I started doing Reiki, I used to get these weird, what I didn't know what it was. I'd get these weird like feelings to say something to the person on the table. And I remember thinking, oh my God, they're going to think I'm a crazy person. Why mm. would I ask them that question? So then I would kind of like go, hey, so um, do you believe in like, because I'm getting, you know, I used to like almost sort of apologize for it in advance. Yeah. And there was one day I got, I was doing Reiki on this woman. And I got this clear message to ask her about fairies. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's gonna, I'm going to be burned at the stake again. She's going to think I'm a crazy person. Yeah. Why would I ask her about fairies? And it just kept like nagging me, tapping me on the shoulder. And I finally went, okay, shut up. And I said, look, I said, this is going to sound really weird. I said, sometimes I get messages that aren't for me. They're for you. I don't know if this makes any sense to you. Is there some sort of connection with you and fairies? And she took this deep inhale and exhale. And she said, oh my God. She goes, I grew up back East. And I said, oh, I did too. She said, my grandmother and I used to sit on the porch at night and we would watch the fireflies. And she told me they were fairies. Thank you so much for saying yeah. that. That is just the most beautiful memory. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, <laughs> so I started to realize like, I'm not going to be given these things if they are wrong. Correct. So right. I had to just trust that what seemed completely completely weird to me, made total sense and was a gift to that person who I was yeah. working with. And so I'm just, as you're talking, I'm realizing it's like, okay, so I'm doing that for everybody else, but I'm not doing it for me. We're very good for others, but when it comes right? to ourselves, it's like, what? How come I didn't see that red flag there? Well, because it's our experience. We had to, right. you know, evolve our soul with that. Well, see, this is why saying? we have a Terry, so we can call you and you can come by us. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> um, but, but Kathy, the thing is, is that, you know, you'll get these hits and each time you follow them, you will build your confidence. Again, yes. it's like exercising a muscle. Yeah. So trust comes with the frequency of taking an action and you'll get validation every pretty, pretty much every single time. And then you really start to trust. So again, it's just a practice. It's just a practice over and over again. Yeah. Well, that's why, because cause and cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect yeah. have been in like the last three or four books that I've read over this last month. Cause and effect, cause yeah. and effect. Oh yeah, it, it, this keeps coming up um, in everything that I'm reading. And so that's where, again, this all ties into this as well, right? To where, again, well, we only get the, so, so like what I'm, what I'm meaning is like with the goal, right? Is you set the big goal, like you said, but we don't understand the how. Right. We don't, we don't know necessarily right. how we're going to get there, but it, it requires some action on our part. Yeah. And so the more we take the action, even if it sounds crazy, like, you know, how about fairies, right? Or what, yeah. whatever it happens to be, even, even if it's not necessarily related to our particular goal, the more the inspiration that we get, that, that intuition that comes to us and we act on it, it's a cause and effect thing, right? So again, yeah. maybe it's getting us closer to that goal. It's at least exercising 
yeah. our intuition, like you talked about, right? And the more yeah. that we do it, the more the universe is going to give to us too. Because if, oh, if, if we're not listening, then people quit talking after a while. You know, it's yeah, like if you're talking to somebody and they ain't listening, after a while, you just kind of stop, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's that same kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, if you're not following the guidance being given to you, you will be given a very big message that it is time for you to listen. So well, slaps in the yeah. face. Yeah. On many levels, it's just a choice, you know. And again, that's where actually causing an effect versus cause benefit is 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 more in play. Causing an effect is, and it's also the more new spiritual paradigm that's more of the quantum you know and that's more yeah. of like using your energy to your benefit to actually have some sense of control over things and then you know being led to um which is causing an effect not cause and effect but in the example that you're giving yes it would be like cause and effect i followed my intuition yeah. and this is what happened yeah great well yeah. we've once again blown through our half hour I know. But we want to keep going. <laughs> well, we can have Terry back, Jason. It's okay. I hope we have Terry back. No, this this is actually it's it's um like I said, this is one of those things that I'm really trying to work on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, the whole idea of you know working hard, working hard, working hard is not necessarily yeah. how you manifest. It's more, yeah. you know, again, coming up with the goal, trusting in the universe getting that inspiration, flexing those muscles. Um, I wish I, I wish I understood the how, but we'll never, I, I, overth- I overthink we're human, it. We, it's we're not human. Possible. We can't. Right. Yeah. And it's we, when you think about the huge collective energy in the universe, mm-hmm. we cannot comprehend it Mm-mm. with our mind the way that it is. Nope. With never. our mind. Right. With, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, our spirit soul in, can but it's, for the next but, it's, but it's hard to put those things in words too right i mean yeah, that's why so. a lot of times people that have very spiritual experience they they don't even have the words to express what yeah. they just felt or experienced yeah that's so awesome mm-hmm. all right terry so how could everybody reach you are you are i know you're doing on instagram you're doing your weekly energy reading are you still doing that yeah, so I do uh, a weekend and weekday energy reading. Um, I also uh, have a website, terryhuberman.com. So you could either book a reading or you could do more long-term coaching where we can really get into this and get, help you reach all your goals and discover blind spots. That's the biggest thing because uh, we think we know what our problems are and then boom, surprise. Uh, so that would be uh, terryhuberman.com. So I have an intuitive coaching package page that you can check out. And then uh, you could also book individual uh, one-on-one private readings. Oh. And I do parties, all the, all the things. All the oh, things. yeah. And you're her, I swear, I mean, your readings are so incredible. Oh, the compatibility you. readings, I've had you do two compatibility readings for me. Yeah. They were so ridiculously right on. Oh, good. And one relationship I'm still in and one I'm not. Okay. And the one I'm not, I can now look back and go, oh, yeah, she called that one. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, blind, it's great. Blind spot, blind spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so it's amazing. Anyway, okay, this Thank has been you. another great episode. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. 
So go out, tap into your intuition, start practicing, exercising it. 